Hey Radio Nonsense listeners, if your grotty bleaters, sorry, grown-ups, want to help support this podcast, then they can sign you up to the Linda Edition via Apple Podcasts or Acast Plus. The Linda Edition is a version of this very show where adverts appear as often as Linda does, which is never. Yes, including this annoying advert at the beginning. You'll also get the podcast a whole day earlier than everyone else, and you never know, if enough people sign up, there might be bonus content too. Get those grotty bleaters to hit the button on Apple Podcasts, or find the confusing link in the podcast blurb to do it on Acast+. Plus. Linda? You hear that, Linda? You have your own edition of the show, Linda? Ugh. Achoo! Moo? Boo! No, don't worry, I've not travelled through a creaky door, sneezed at all the dust before blowing a trumpet, confusing a cow and making the crowd angry. I only do that sort of thing on a Saturday. I was just playing Uproar, the very funny game of silly, silly sounds from Macmillan. It's a super simple but incredibly fun play, suitable for anyone of any age at all, as long as you can read, match words, and most importantly, make amazing noises like surprised cat, meow, or bubbles, or, um, twit twoo. Can you, uh, can you guess what that was? Yeah, that's right, a sad owl. Twit twoo. Oh, wait, that wasn't me that time. I am a sad owl. Oh, no, why are you sad? Because I'd like to have a go at funny noises, too. Oh, okay, go on, then. If you go to macmillan.fun and use the code CC4K, you'll get a fancy 10% off the brilliant opera game. Um, what sound effect was that? Rubbish podcast host. Oh... As the sad owl, who is rubbish at sound effects, says, head to macmillan.fun and have a look at any of their brilliant, very funny games, including the wonderful uproar. And if you're listening to this podcast, you can use the code CC4K to get a whole 10% off. Woohoo! I'm a happy owl now. You are listening to Comedy Club for Kids Presents. Nonsense radio, nonsense radio, nonsense radio, nonsense. Hello and welcome to Radio Nonsense, the official comedy club for kids podcast for all ages from... (coughs) ...to... (coughs) ...and everything in between. I'm definitely Tiernan, yes, in fact, I'm certain of it. And you, who are you? Well, you are probably on your summer holidays, right? Your summy holly bops, your some some holly doos, and what are you getting up to on your silly billy hula has? Um, are you going to the beach where you can build sand castles, or you know, if it's a stony beach, you can build real castles? That's it. People always get upset with stony beaches, like oh, it hurts my feet. Don't walk on it then. Build a real castle. Or maybe, maybe you've gone camping. Um, I love camping because what happens in camping is you go to bed and your tent is freezing. But then you wake up in the morning and it's boiling hot and you're never, ever comfortable. It is brilliant. Um, Then loads of bugs come in and they have a sleepover and then you have to poo behind a tree. I mean, there might be campsite toilets, but that doesn't mean you can't poo behind a tree and let no one tell you otherwise. Um, Oh, and your door is a zip, which is bonkers. Or maybe, uh, maybe for um, your silly hula has, uh, you are at home playing Minecraft. Sorry, it's your craft, isn't it? 
I have to forget, you have to say it differently depending on who you're talking to. If it's my game, then it's Minecraft. But if it's yours, it's your craft. And if it's everyone's, it's we craft, which sounds disgusting, like you're making stuff of we. Or maybe um, you're spending it on the moon, building a secret moon base for when you plot to take over the world. Um, Linda? Linda? Linda, what are you doing for your Simi Hallidas? Linda? Oh, no idea. Well, I, I am going to loads of festivals to do shows, and in between, I'll be mostly pretending to know who bands are, even though I have no idea at all, and I'm going to be a dad wearing shorts, um, which I think is up there, with the most embarrassing things a dad can do, isn't it? Look at my knees, everyone, my wobbly, knobbly dad knees. It's just, it's just embarrassing for absolutely everyone. Dad knees look a bit like small bald heads on your legs, don't they? Like a sad potato between your thigh and your calf. Like, well... A knobbly wobbly knee. And no one wants to see that, which is exactly why I wear shorts. So everyone has to, and it makes my daughter embarrassed. Ha 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 ha. True villainous dad activity. One thing uh, you have all been doing um, with your Sally um, Huma has is you've been sending in loads and loads of stuff to Comedy Cove Kids HQ. So hang on, let me just grab the mailbag full of very, very heavy emails. <laughs> Here we go. Um, first up is this absolute blinder of a joke from Adam. When this arrived, I laughed so much I fell over sideways and I nearly rolled off down the street, which would have been absolute chaos. So I'm very glad the door was closed. So I hope you enjoy this too. Here we go. Did you know Yoda from Star Wars has a last name? It's Lee Hee Hu. That's right. Yoda Lee Hee Hu. Yes. I love it so much. Thanks, Adam, for sending this in. Oh, I really wish that was Yoda's full name. And then whenever the other characters wanted to talk to him, they'd have to yodel. Hey, Yoda, lay I suppose the really confusing thing is Yoda himself would say it the wrong way round, wouldn't it? He'd go, hmm, holy hi, Yoda, I am. And that would kind of ruin it, silly Yoda. But brilliant, Adam. Thank you tons for your excellent joke. Um, there's also been loads of lovely reviews this week. But look, um, we need to talk about them, right? Because first we've got K-Doc, who's messaged before. Hi, K-Doc. And K-Doc has said, I wanted to give you something new. And then they've put emojis of a turkey farting a lot. I mean, like all of the farts, like there's none left for anyone else ever. You might think you got a fart, but you haven't because this turkey has already taken it and done it themselves, right? And then K-Doc has written, yay, it's an ultra farting turkey. Now, look, K-Doc, it's very nice of you to send something, especially something new. But can you understand that the farting turkey has been causing devastating levels of smell in Comedy Club for Kids HQ and farting so much it's knocked most of the other farting animals off the shelf. Not the whale, that is too heavy. And, and I'm sitting here in the worst kind of turkey fart fog that you can imagine. I wouldn't pardon this turkey. That's all I'm saying. Even though really it should say pardon after every fart. But you know, thanks for the review. It's very nice of you. Please, can no one else send in any ultra farting turkeys? Because uh, it's horrid. Um, and then we've got this review from Sinead, which says, Best podcast ever, obviously in front of my eyes. Thank you, Sinead. Um, though, do you see our podcast instead of hear it? I mean, that is amazing. I wonder what it looks like. I hope it doesn't look like my knees or no one will tune in anymore. It'd be awful. Um, Sinead then says, even though all I can see is the toilet full of poo poo and wee wee, which is baby poo and toddler wee, normal poo is called poo, which is quite boring if you're staring at the toilet. Cheese. Sinead, why are you listening to this show while staring at a toilet? Why is it full of baby poo? Babies use nappies or, as you say in the US, diapers, don't they? I mean, how clever is that baby that it can use the toilet? I'd be quite worried about a baby that clever. They'll get up to all sorts of mischief. 
So many questions, so few answers, apart from maybe cheese, which is a good answer for most things. Joe V very kindly said this podcast is Stinky Hippo 10 out of 10. Thank you, Joe. That is the best review we could possibly get. It's kind of like the Nobel Prize for listening things that you can listen to while staring at the toilet. Um, And then, well, look, I'm not even sure we have time for this because it may well require a podcast series of its own. But there is a review by Pancake Shell Leaf Coral Mouse. I think that's their name. And they've typed something in Japanese before putting, I'm not Japanese. I did it for fun. My request is decode it. Right. Okay, Pancakes. That's what I'm going to call you for short. Let me just use the CC4K translating ice cream scoop that I've got right here. So in Japanese, I believe it says, and I, I apologize to any Japanese listeners for how badly I'm going to say this, but it says ran oni, and then an oni mask uh, emoji, and then i utsuke keita mama dekedo koremi yogashi. And that means, uh, it translated, um, ranky oni mask emoji, just look at while accepting the stomach. What, pancakes? What does that mean? Whose stomach am I accepting? I've already got a stomach. Does that mean I get to eat twice as much if I get another one? Or does it replace the one I've already got? And hang on, how much poo does that mean I'll have? I mean, look, thank you, but it really is a lot to worry about. And I'm not sure I have the time for more stomachs. And I don't understand why I have to look at the thing while I accept it. But right, very confusing. Right. And and lastly, but not leastly, some of you have sent in entries to the Uproar competition that we've been doing um, for the last few weeks. Uproar is a brilliant, brilliant game of silly noises uh, by Macmillan. And you might hear at the beginning of this show is an advert about it, which you can get 10% off if you go to macmillan.fun. But I have been saying on this show that if you sent in your impressions of noises from the game Uproar, then you could win a copy. So two weeks ago, I said, could you do an impression of an opera singer? And Zoya and Tess well, congrats, because you have won for sending in this brilliant recording. Doctor, doctor, I think I have ladies of my bottom. I'm afraid it's just a So you so definitely get a copy of Uproar for doing an impression and a hilarious joke at the same time. I really think all jokes should be done in opera now. It is the absolute best. And that copy will be getting sent to you ASAP. And then last week, I asked for your impressions of wet shoes and Lua sent in this. Hi, Tinan. Um, if this is, these might like what you said, you could win a game of Uproar if you did a wet shoe noise. So... Um, I thought that shoe could be two things. It could be um, like a shoe that is wet, so like a soggy shoe, um, which would sound maybe a bit like this. Or you could have um, a wet shoe being a shoe that is a wimp, so um, that would be like... Oh, I'm so sad. All the other shoes are being so mean to me. I don't want to do that. Um, like a whiny shoe, um, I guess. Uh, bye. Absolutely amazing, Lua. And I love that you did shoes that are wet and also wimpy shoes. You will get a copy of Uproar sent to you too. I hope you have lots of fun with that. Big congrats. Um, and this week, for the rest of you, if you can make the sound of... Um, let me just check my Uproar deck of cards here. Ooh, if you can make the sound of a happy frog, 
Um, then get your cluddish parp ogres, I'm sorry, grown-ups, to help you record your impression of a happy frog. You can do it on their smartphone or um, on a computer. Or, I mean, really, there's lots of different ways you can record it. And um, Or really, be inventive. If you think there's a way you can do an impression in typing or in uh, a picture, then do that and email it to us at podcast at comedyclubforkids.co.uk. You can win a copy of Macmillan's Brilliantly Fun Family Game too. And of course, do ask those cloddish parpogers, I'm sorry, grown-ups, to help you email us with any jokes, Japanese that needs translating badly, or most importantly, questions that you need answering, and you can send all of those in too. Also, check out our Radio Nonsense t-shirts at comedyclubforkids.store and do come and see us live at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival through all of August, uh, Camp Festival, the one in Dorset and in Shropshire, the big festival in Oxfordshire, um, the Olympic Park, we've got shows in Walthamstow, we've got shows in Burton-on-Trent, we've got shows everywhere. There's loads of them. You can find them all on comedyclubforkids.co.uk. And now, look, you might be on Slammer Hula Hoos, but you still need important questions answering. And so here, as you know, is the most importantest bit. I am very excited that here on Radio Nonsense today, I am joined by Charlie Vero Martin, a.k.a. Chavi Marticles, who knows all the particles. Charlie, the world's greatest turnip ambassador. And of course, as you're known to those who speak Sebano, Reina Samuga Sungay Sasapatos Ugmaga Kazoo. But of course, all of our listeners will know you as the first person to ever boil an egg by just making it really, really angry. The six-time winner of the highly acclaimed Virtual Sleeping Championships. And most famously, you are the inventor of the, I mean, world-changing shoes for your shoes. Charlie, it is lovely having you here. How are you doing? Oh, thank you. I'm so, it's so lovely that you've done so much research on me. Of course. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, some of, some of those projects I've not even thought about for several years, but um, yeah, it's, it's an honour honored to be here and discuss them with is, you is that right that you've you've now just done i mean because it like you know you say i've done research i don't think i've covered you know what even a third uh, uh, of mm. the things you've achieved is it just now you've done so much you've invented so many things that, that you kind of forget you forget where you started exactly yeah i mean i'm actually uh so i'm i'm writing a, a biography about all of them um looking at the shoes for shoes project was one of the first um, I mean, that is incredible because, you know, th- this is the problem with, you know, we put shoes on our feet to protect our feet. But then, of course, mm. w- what protects the shoes? And, and there you were. Well, shoes for your shoes. I mean, it was just it, it, I saying it now and, and the people listening probably won't ever believe that that was a revelation because we're so used to it. But, but of course, shoes and your shoes. And then, of course, there was shoes for your shoes for your shoes. And it, mm-hmm. it just went f- from there. And I saw someone the other day with, with at least 15 pairs of shoes on top of the, you know, Oh, Harry! Shoes. You saw Harry. Right. He's yes. he's actually our PR manager for Shoes for Shoes. Right. Um, right. So he always wears at least 15 pairs of shoes. Um, galoshes on shoes, on Crocs, on <laughs> tennis platforms, on... Oh, I could go... Uh, on flip-flops, on oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, DMs. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I saw those, yeah. 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 On those Velcro ones that you get um, for when you can't be bothered tying your laces. I mean, obviously, it goes on and on and on. Um, Hmm. He's 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 an aficionado of the shoes for shoes, um, for sure. Is he? I mean, because I mean, obviously, there's a lot of advantages to wearing that many shoes. But I'd have thought one is that you know certain restaurants or or venues would be like you you can only come in if you've got this type of footwear and he, he's always got it like it doesn't matter exactly. what he's it's, wearing exactly it's very very useful i mean i i think it's always good to be overdressed 
because yeah. you're never going to upset anyone. You know, he's always, he can always adapt. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, th I think it's the way, layering up is always a good way to go in this climate. Um, so well, you can take away. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, is that, that is the thing, you know, uh, we, we are talking to each other on, on, on quite a warm day. And I mm. wondered how, how are Harry's feet? Are they, they must get pretty hot in, in all those shoes on shoes on shoes on shoes. I mean, he wears shoes on shoes on shoes on shoes, but he doesn't wear socks on socks on socks on socks. Ah, brilliant. That's of the course. difference. He's quite, he goes barefoot, which actually ends up meaning that the initial pair of shoes can get quite smelly. Um, sure. But it does save him in the heat and some time as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I can imagine that. And I can also imagine that while the first pair gets smelly, there's so many other shoes on top of it that you wouldn't smell them true anyway. true so it's really only an issue when he takes them off and puts his slippers on his slippers on his slippers before going to bed oh, of course yep. of course of course which is is necessary obviously if you're going to really commit to doing this commit to do i mean he he's committed for he he's one of our best employees for sure for sure um, I'm and, and what is it? And obviously, he's got you know. Bears. How many? How many sort of shoes on shoes do, do you like to wear? Or have you sort of you know? Did you invent it and kind of give it away to other people? And, and you perhaps scaled back. Sometimes that can be the. the case. Yeah, I kind of scale back a little bit. I go through. I go through trends. Um, you know, it is a hot day, so I'm probably only going to wear two, three pairs today. But you know, I'm Scottish, so in the winter. I'm, I go all the way out. It depends on the season, really, for me. It's a seasonal, a seasonal choice. Um, yeah. And, I, you know, that was a part of my life in my early 20s where it was all about the shoes. But I think I've matured a bit past that now. Oh, that's um, good to hear. Yeah. That's good to hear. And obviously, you know, you've expanded into horseshoes as well, you know, which I, I thought was an important move. Expanded um, into what? Sorry, I didn't hear that. Sorry, on the... into horse horseshoes. Oh, horseshoes! Yeah, oh, right? of yeah. course. Oh, of course, of course, of course. Um, of course, for horses, of course. Um, mm. um, yeah, and especially uh, doing a really great uh, collaboration with um, tap shoes as well. Oh, um, wow. Horseshoes with tap shoes that are also horseshoes, so they can be extra noisy. That must sound absolutely incredible in, 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 you know, during horse racing, must sound like a, sort of, uh, like a percussion uh, troupe. I mean, that must be absolutely incredible. Yeah. And and how many, I mean, out of interest, if you, for, for tap dancers, if they wear tap shoes on tap shoes on tap shoes, what sort of, can you get different tones, different levels, depending on how many tap shoes they're wearing at any one time? Oh, 100%. Oh, definitely. Um... And if they start putting them on their hands, so that's actually, I'm going to let you in on the ground level here. We have been discussing shoes on gloves, on gloves, on gloves. What? That is yeah. mind blowing. Wow, is yeah. that an exclusive? Is that a radio that's, nonsense That's exclusive? a radio nonsense exclusive just for you and your listeners. Glo wow. We've done shoes on shoes on shoes. Now we're doing gloves on gloves on gloves and potentially shoes on gloves on gloves on gloves. That's, I mean, that is, my mind is blown. I, I can't mm -hmm. quite, I'm trying to imagine it, but it's it's almost making me feel a bit dizzy. Um, and, and, I mean, you know, I can, I can see, I can see why you're writing a biography about the, you know, mm. you must have so much to put in there. What are you thinking of call? Have you got a name for the book yet? I know it can be the hardest part. Oh, the angriest egg is the easiest one to crack. Uh, 
Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And I mean, and that obviously we, we have mentioned that earlier, you know, that was mm. one of the, I think that was probably the first moment that, that you kind of came into the spotlight. Mm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. That was my, and, my breakthrough, uh, yeah. you know, kind of, uh, discovery as it were. Um, what was uh, the what's the best you know I don't want you to give away I'm very aware that you know you've come onto this podcast and, and we have got some very important questions to ask mm. you know, and I don't want you to give away all your secrets all your trade secrets mm. but what is where's a good place to start if you want to make an egg like really really annoyed really what's, what's annoyed. your intro um like? well um they don't like whistling they don't like they don't like a lot of background noise basically and Especially if you like, if you ever wanted to start with like a low level hum, like a and then when they look at you and say, stop humming, you say, I'm not humming. And just keep it going. And ideally have a friend or a sibling with you so that once you start to get a bit tired, like you're running out of breath with the humming, you can tap them. And they'll and they'll start the hum again, and ev- and you know just keep it going between you until the egg eventually uh, loses it. Um, that's a good way to warm up a grumpy egg, I'd say. That a is, good starting point. And I should just say for any listeners, if we're if you heard that hum and it made you angry, there is I'm afraid a high chance you're an egg. Um, oh. And I'm sorry that you had to find out this way, but you know, you know at least at least you know now. Uh, mm. You know. Um, and how long does it take? Because I think normally boiling an egg takes about two, is it two, two minutes? It depends on the size of egg. People, mm. you know, depends if you want it runny or not, if you want it hard boiled or not. Right. Um, if you want a hard boiled grumpy egg, um, I'd say five hours. Wow. Wow. That's yeah. great. That's but you've great. got to be, you've got to be a real connoisseur. Like only me, Heston Blumenthal and um, Delia Smith have been able to manage it in that time. Uh, wow! Yeah. Wow. But you and you taught those other two, obviously. You oh, of course. And Heston, yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, we had a really lovely weekend away where they were like, "Come on, you got to share all your secrets. We need to know the egg, the egg mm. stories." And like Jamie Oliver, and um, you know, he's been trying his own his own techniques, uh, but they're just they're never going to be as effective as mine. I'm afraid that doesn't doesn't surprise me in the slightest i mean can i can i ask you know because one of these i don't if listeners don't know heston blumenthal he's a, a chef that became famous for making lots of food like uh probably the listeners do already where it's like, oh, i'll just put ketchup on ice cream which is what every sort of seven-year-old does uh <laughs> and then there's like, i'll put snails in your porridge which is horrible but i mean essentially he's he's a grown-up and he's making lots of money by making food that seven-year-olds make all the time um, did he treat you to any bizarre, uh, bizarre mixes of, of things? Yeah. Um, I mean, he made breakfast every morning, which oh, yeah. was, um, it was uh, like sort of broccoli pancakes with, oh, okay. yeah, they weren't, they weren't so good. But when he topped them with the hot banana fudge, that oh, yeah. kind of mixed it all together really well. Um, that's good. That's good. And at yeah. least they're all edible things. You know, like I'm fully expecting. I, I was worried then you'd say like a sort of a sawdust, uh, you know, sawdust on toast. Yeah, know. he did. He did offer a sprinkling of gravel, um, uh, which I. Yeah, I I chose not to because I'm a bit concerned about my teeth. Uh, Delia, on the other hand, loved the gravel. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's good to know. 
That is good to know. Well, maybe her next her next sort of book will be entirely gravel based, and and I suppose it's quite useful because there's a lot of gravel out there, so it's quite easy to to find for recipes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. nothing worse when you're trying to cook something. You're like, I don't have, I don't know, this weird, I don't know, type of yeah. icing or something that you've got to go to a special bake shop when you can just go out into your neighbor's garden, scoop up some gravel. So. Exactly. Yeah, I had yeah. to make something the other day with with star anise in it, and I mm. went out looking for somebody called Anise who'd just done exceptionally well at things, and I couldn't find any. Couldn't find anyone. Oh no! The and so it was it was sort of a shame. So I didn't didn't end up making it properly, which is uh, oh, that's sh- just put gravel in it. Yeah. I have a friend called Anise um, who's uh, very good at painting, and I'm sure she's oh. won a few gold stars for that. So next time, let me know. I'll yeah. send her round. That would around. be amazing. Yeah. And then maybe she sort of put, I don't know what you do, you sort of put your face in it for a while. Like, she, yeah. She like sort of puts her knee in there and then maybe <laughs> sort of uh, sort of change the flavour of the, I don't yeah. really know, I don't really know how cooking works. Like the that. knee is the most, the tastiest bit. So I'd imagine it. it is the knee. Yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah. Yeah. That's what, yeah, I would have, I would have thought that makes, that makes sense. But, but I mean, you know, sort of back to your point, I do think that, that, Whereas had that recipe had gravel in, I could have just gone outside and thrown, thrown some in. I know, I know. Well, get Delia Smith's new cookbook. I'm sure it'll all be in there. I mean, this is how lovely you know. I'm so pleased to have you on the show. You, you know, you've got all your own things to promote. You've already we've already mentioned your biography, but you're here promoting mm. Delia Smith's cookbook. I know, I you know. know. I mean, it's very giving. I do, I do owe her. I do owe her a lot, though. Um, she uh, she let me live in her treehouse for a little while. Um, right. Yeah, my my flat was being um, it was it was you know being uh, smoked out. There were too there were too many uh, squirrels in my flat, and they needed right. to just do a little bit of a just a little bit of a chat with the squirrels. Um, give them one last rave. That's what I meant by the smoke. Uh, nothing, nothing horrible. Um, oh sure. Oh, that's nice. That's yeah. Do you want that kind of raving kind of effect? Smoky room was yeah. Lights in and yeah. yeah. So we got a smoke machine and we got like some glow sticks and stuff. But I'm I'm not really into raves. So I was like, you know what, Squirrels, you have you have this as your last night. I'll go stay with Delia for the weekend. And it worked out really well. I came back. They tidied up and everything. And you know, we've gone our separate ways. That's lovely. Can, can I ask how how many squirrels is too too many squirrels? Eighteen. Eighteen. Wow, that's a lot. That is yeah. a lot. the same family or just sort of all friends that had kind of heard that yours was a great place to stay or Yeah, I mean originally it was mainly red squirrels, who I'm I'm a big fan of. Um and then um but then some big squirrels, some grey squirrels came and they started bullying some of the other squirrels and it was just not a nice vibe. And I, yeah. I don't stand for any of that. Um, so, yeah, I think it, I think it, when it got to a double digits, I started thinking, this is a bit much. And you're not paying rent. So yeah. Um, yeah. I, either we're going to have to sort out something like, you know, a cooking rota and a cleaning rota, or you're going to have to find your own place. Um, That's fair. And, and I guess mm-hmm. sort of you put a rave on, they can have a dance off, kind of clear up all the issues. Yeah, yeah, they love rave squirrels, um, and apparently my flat was particularly good for them. So I thought, you know, let's one last one last big party, and you know, we'll let it be, and maybe 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 we'll live together another time. But 
you know, I'm 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 busy with the book. I I don't need eighteen squirrels raving around the house. No, I mean it's very hard to consistently boil an egg for five hours when you've got squirrels darting about. And, exactly, uh, you know, exactly. Yeah, I mean, what I am curious about those two, you know, escape. And I don't take this as a criticism; it's more a sort of curiosity. But to escape squirrels, you went to a tree house, and I would have thought mm. that tree houses were perhaps yeah. easier for squirrels. To, the to, to do irony, the irony. Mm. I know. Well, I mean, it's all Delia had available at the time. Sure. Um. So. To be honest, I think, you know, squirrels are like us. You know, they like something that's a bit different. If they're going on holiday or something, they don't want to just go to what to their own house. They want to go of somewhere course. a bit different. And especially sure. after lockdown, you know, they've spent all their time in tree houses and lockdown. They're like, yeah. oh, I want to get out. I want to see something different. I want to go to a flat in central London and have a rave. Like, fair enough. That um, makes sense. That makes sense. And actually, you know, it's, it's something that we don't... You know, people do sort of do flat, flat swaps and there's like sort of Airbnb and things like mm. that where people go, oh, I live in your home for a bit, you live in mine. And sometimes I I wonder if we should do that with animals a bit more because, yeah. you know, Air, we, tree we don't tree. swap homes. Air, air tree and tree oh, oh yeah. my goodness this is the kind of entrepreneurial mm. genius that i knew we'd get on by asking you on the show air yeah. tree and tree i mean that is absolutely fantastic and yeah. you know what a lovely idea to just you, you could sort of look at different trees say you know i'll come and stay with yours i'll i'll, I'll leave you some acorns at mine mm. and uh, we can have a nice time yeah yeah i think it'd be a lovely a lovely thing and you know taking taking airbnb back to its roots in more ways than one um oh oh my god i think <laughs> is this this is going to be added to the biography isn't it i i you know i'm mm. you're saying that you have too much on but i think you may have just added something else yeah well i mean if, yeah. if you if you want to be part of this venture with me i'm i'm open to it i'm open to it wow you, you think you might branch out <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. oh is that allowed is that too much uh oh. i hadn't twigged that one before Ah, oh, brilliant, brilliant. Well, if you know, if it doesn't work out, I'll just leave. Uh, hey. So uh, this is, I mean, I feel like this is already, uh, I mean, I should check as well. Obviously, we've opened this up, or you've opened this up to squirrels, but are there, mm. there's quite a lot of species that live in a tree. Mm. Are there any any ones we should be worried about? Anything we shouldn't, you know, like a woodpecker, I assume, might, you might yeah. cause damage. They can be quite disruptive. Um, they occasionally get, you know, they're okay at a rave because you're already making that kind of noise um sure but they they can be a bit they can be a bit messy um as you say badgers completely fine always have oh, a good, badger good. they might not be able to reach a top floor uh though top floor flat of a tree and uh, so just be aware about that accessibility for badgers um but yeah i mean also it depends where you are in the world i mean we're very much talking course, about yeah. great britain here um, I'd love, I'd love uh, to do an Airbnb with an orangutan. That would be the dream. Oh, oh wow! I mean, wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be wonderful? Yeah, and yeah. I think, yeah, I'd, I'd sort of, I, I don't know how I'd feel about an orangutan in my home, but I've seen various films where orangutans sort of wear little hats and things. I thought they'd probably be mm. quite well behaved. Oh, I would love to have an orangutan in my house. They're by far, I think, my favorite animal. Really. Yeah. Yeah. And what's just, that to do with? Is it the color? The fact that you sort of hang around, or the, yeah, the I like I like orange things. Um, mm. Hence why I also like squirrels because they're actually quite orangey. Um, but yeah, orang—they're just so big and wise. You just feel they're very yeah. wise, you know. 
Yes. Yeah, I feel you probably learned quite a lot from from an orangutan. Yeah, I, I don't entirely know what about, uh, but I feel you'd learn a lot about something. Yeah, I think you'd learn a lot about yourself. You think? Yeah, I think you'd get really introspective with uh, with an orangutan. I think you I, could just I, sit. I, the, oh right, so you learn. Oh, I see. You learn not not like you get an orangutan in and they'd sit there and go, "You were born on this day uh, in this hospital." Right, no, they'd they'd actually tell you like who you're like who you are as a as a person, not not like facts. Yeah, I think I think they could be quite um, you know, do some meditation. I imagine orangutans are quite good at things like that. They're, I bet they're very good at re- helping people relax. I, I think an orangutan could run a good bubble bath. Oh wow! Yeah, like yeah. I imagine are coming you- home and an orangutan being like, lit some candles, got your favorite bubble bath. Um, you go relax. Um, I'll go make you a hot chocolate. I, I bet that's the sort of flatmate an orangutan would be. That's amazing. Well, and also like because because they've got quite long arms, they can have one hand on the taps <laughs> and the other hand really whizzing up all the bubbles. Yeah, you know, and then probably not really move while they use one arm to make you a hot drink. Like so, they yeah, it's quite handy for that, isn't it? Just be able to reach lots of things that um yeah couldn't reach otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I mean that's wow, that's amazing. I, I haven't thought about it before, and I, I think you're right. I will. I'm very keen to get on board with their tree and tree, and I may well open up our home to to an orangutan uh, as soon as as soon as it's as as you say branched out that far. Um, well, thank you, Chuck. I mean, this has already been incredibly insightful. I think already. I, I don't know if the listeners were expecting quite so many <laughs> insights into how to start so many kind of original businesses, but it's been it's been pretty. You know, that's what these podcasts are here for, right? Yeah, that's what these podcasts Inspiring are here for. Inspiring um, young minds. <laughs> Well, that's it exactly, exactly. I mean, who who knows? Next, next, uh, there could be Airbnb, but with actual bees swapping hives. <gasps> There's so many possibilities. Air flea and flea. It's you know, it's. It, I, I just feel like this may kickstart a whole new. Oh wow! Uh, revolution. So Airbnb we'll, we'll with actual bees. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be so cute. Oh, it would be. I mean, I'd assume you'd have to get bees to swap homes with bees because I think I wouldn't want to. Like I, I don't think I'd fit in a hive, and it would be really sticky. Mm. So I, th- I don't think, and I don't know if bees mm. would want to live in. They, they might, they might do. I don't know if I'd want to let lots of bees live in in my flat. Mm. Could but, get quite messy. Yeah. Could yeah, get quite busy. It could be. Could get oh. quite busy. So, and I, I don't know if I can handle handle that. It's not quite as chilled as the orangutan, but it's. Mm, you know, I'm yeah. just saying that these are the kind of thoughts that you spurred. You know, and I'm, I'm so grateful that, that you came on the show with with that kind of innovation, with that kind of uh, energy. I think to, to, <laughs> to drive this kind of inspiration. Um, and and obviously, though, I have you have you have a very specific question. But before I get to mm. that one, um, got to ask you two important things, right? And one is that, that you probably know already, but this is an audio podcast, so um, I'm, I'm, which you know, I am sorry, you are wearing a fantastic hat, and they they won't see that, mm. but it, I know it's there. And it, it's really sparkly. I love it. Um, but it, it's really good. Thanks. But, you know, because it's an audio podcast, our listeners hear this mostly with their ears. They might be listening with their bums mm. or their knees. As I say every week, we don't discriminate however they want to listen. Um, mm. And I just wondered if you had a favourite noise uh, that you could uh, tell us about or even hopefully make for us. Um, I actually do. I just, um, it's attached to the back of my hat um, and it oh. goes like this. Isn't that the best what? noise in the world? <laughs> could, you, could you do it again, please? <laughs> <laughs> that is that brings instant joy. That's an incredible noise. <laughs> I mean, that is. <clears throat> I, I don't know if listeners will quite be able to guess what 
what is making that noise either because if, if you were to hear that noise sort of out and about you might assume I, I don't know that someone had trodden on a mouse perhaps or, or something you know something very small but oh my goodness uh should I explain the very real story behind this <laughs> I I would I would I would love you to um so for the listeners at home it's a little rubber pig um which I think might have been a dog toy at some point um and I needed it for a show as a prize. So I did a show uh, where I played a, a butcher. This maybe isn't kid friendly. <laughs> I did a show <laughs> um, where uh, I got audience members up to be, I, I split the audience up into two gangs. And the the way the two gangs had to fight was to play a game of miniature sized hungry, hungry hippos on stage. <laughs> And um, the the prize was to get to squeak the pig. <laughs> and this pig, so that was 2018. So this pig has been like passed around different costumes. I have I have cupboards upon cupboards in my flat of costumes and props. Um, and this is one of them that's just always at the bottom. And some sometimes I'll be I'll be really frustrated trying to find the particular prop because I've got to go to a show and I'll be like oh where's my top hat I really need the top hat and I'm going through and I'm going through and all I hear is <laughs> in the middle of it I'm like no not you you're not what I need and recently I was doing a photo shoot which sounds very glamorous and I'd brought all these props with me as part of the photo shoot and this was the one that <laughs> kept falling out the back um so I that, love that the pig must be must be seen. The pig must be heard. In fact, yes, then. yeah. So yeah. that I do think is one of the most joyous sounds. Um, I remember being on holiday with my friend Oriana, and we're on a balcony, and somewhere miles away there was somebody playing with a toy like that. And apparently, every time it squeaked, I turned around, fully in conversation, <laughs> unaware, <laughs> like a dog. And she's like, "Can you please?" Stop doing that. <laughs> um, so yeah, that is by far my favourite noise, and um, yeah, that's that's. I mean, it is wonderful. I I would I put it up there. My favourite noise already. I absolutely mm. love it, and I love the fact that it comes from a, a tiny pig. I mean, do, mm. do you look? I, and I don't want to disrespect any pigs uh, listening to this podcast, but you know, pig noises are fine. They're fine. The the, the, the sort of that's fine, mm. right? But wouldn't it be brilliant if they all made that noise? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like farms would be a lot more fun and mm-hmm. uh, and people would probably eat fewer pigs. Um. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Especially if there are any pigs listening to this podcast, please just uh, be aware that that's, um, you're, you're, this is audio only. It's, you're fine. Um, yeah, I, uh, I think, yeah, I think that pig, it, maybe that is, maybe pigs could get out of many of their situations by having higher pitched cuter squeaks mm. but then i worry you see that 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 then dogs would constantly be bothering them so uh that's a good point you'd have all the sheep dogs running from one end of the farm over to the pig end of the farm getting very distracted um yeah. it could, and then it be could pig get dogs which doesn't sound as good as sheep dogs. yeah i know they sound quite scary looking they um, do sound scary yeah <laughs> <Pig dogs>. yeah <laughs> And then the sheep would have to make a higher noise in order to get the dogs back. And then and then you'd have a sort of, it would all, it would, eventually you'd have like, you know, I don't know, horses going like, or they'd have yeah. to do something to. 
And then dolphins would be hearing that from ages away, this like really high pitched squeak noise, and they'd be getting really confused. And they're like, why are there dolphins in this farm? It would just get too confusing for everyone involved. Yeah. A whole load of dolphins in trouble. And yeah, and I mean, you know, and also we don't think about Old MacDonald as a farm would become a very different song if every single noise for every single animal was indeed just a very cute. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So. Arguably better song, and arguably a much better song, but also, mm. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe not as much fun for, for him. children. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, lots to think about there. It's a truly wonderful sound. Thank you, thank you for bringing that to the show. And of course, mm. the other question I have to ask you, you know, it's very important. This is a, a family-friendly podcast. Um, it's suitable for people of all ages. It, 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 can you imagine an age? Can you think of an age? An age. Uh... Just an age. Yeah. Six and three days. Yes, that's exactly well, exactly totally suitable for six and three days. Any age you can imagine, any age you can think of, apart from one hundred. Long story. Any other mm. age, this podcast is suitable for. Um, so, because of that, I just have to check um, if there are any rude words you won't be saying uh, to make sure this is family friendly. <sighs> okay. Um, well, there is there's one particularly rude word um, that I'll. Definitely try not to say. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I have three here. So the first one. Okay. Footspar. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Is this? Can I just check? Are you doing this in order of severity? Because we've already started quite high. But yeah, it's quite okay. yeah yeah. Well, so it's okay. really two, and then a variation. So okay, all right, okay. I'm bracing myself for it, and I really appreciate you making sure you won't say this foot spa though just straight away it hits you right in the gut does it, it hits you foot spa is quite aggressive um, plop oh it's a pretty wow. common one isn't it but it's it, it one is, of the worst but, you know one of the absolute worst and one that we must never we can't I don't think we could ever say plop on this show we'd probably be banned from the internet I think probably just banned from sound I think everything but, we said would have to be muted. Yeah. But then this this is where I get to the third bit, which is actually just a variation on that one. Okay. And I think potentially worse, which right. is of I'm course plip plop. Well oh. Oh no. Oh no, mm. that's I mean that's horrendous because that is that's like a poo shoe, isn't it? That's sort of like <laughs> if you if you wore if you were like, if you wore a poo to the beach, it would be a plip plop, and that's a particularly <laughs> horrible, horrible idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. plip plop. I think that is possibly the one of the worst things I've ever heard, and I, yeah, and I, all I can think of is people at the beach with, with poo feet. Obviously, then Ugh. were they to wear as many shoes on their shoes, they'd have many, many, many poos on their feet until mm. they're standing on about fifteen poos. Oh no, 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 no. It's it's horrible. Yeah, that's hard. I'm really sorry to have lowered the tone um, with that. Well, no, no, of course, because you're not going to say that word. And that's why no. I appreciate, you know, because I think that the fact that you promised not to say plip plop means mm. that, we, you know, I, I definitely won't be saying plip plop if as long as you don't yeah. say plip plop as well. Yeah, I promise I won't say anything about plips or plops or plip plops and certainly not about plip plops being in your foot spa. Oh, well, thank you. Thank goodness for that. And I, I thank you for, for respecting the show and, of course, all of our listeners, uh, even the pigs. Um, right now, listen, you know, the, the, one of the main reasons I've got you on the show is we've had a question in um, mm. that I just think you are... You're, I think you're the most ideal person that can answer this mm-hmm. uh, with, with all your many, many years of expertise from making eggs angry to, to the shoes for your shoes, everything you've done. <clears throat> um, 
So uh, I'm going to read this question to you, and I, I'm more than happy to. I might have to give it some context, but uh, this is the the question. It says, hello, it is me, Gurgle, Tin and Tentacles from Comedy Club for Squids. I am 34 squid years old, and I have a question. If you earth beings, Gurgle, were to make a supermarket, what would you sell? Gurgle. P.S. Here is a farting squid from the studio. Gurgle. <laughs> now... Before we get to the, the, the bulk question, you know, I, I'm aware that obviously, you know, our podcast, because everybody in the entire world, in fact, the galaxy does, you know, about mm, mm-hmm. uh, Comedy Club for Kids uh, podcast, Radio Nonsense. But do you know about the Comedy Club for Squids podcast, uh, Squidio Squidsons? Uh, you know, I, I, of course, know about mm. it. But as I personally am not a squid, um, I, I haven't listened to it as avidly as I've listened to this podcast. I mean, I, that makes me very pleased to say, I have to say that there has been some rivalry between us and, mm. and the Comedy Club for Squids, um, partly because they, they, you know, I did a little bit of squid content on a previous episode. They said I was treading on or, or, or squelching on their patch. I don't really know what, oh. swimming on their patch. Anyway, mm. it's fine. It's fine now. I try not to do things like what's the best piece of art where someone's just thrown ink at it or how many, you know, suckers to, uh, I don't know, Put on a window. I don't. I don't really know what they talk about. They're talking squiddies. I find it quite boring, to be honest. But mm. but I, have, I am I am honoured that that Tin and Tentacles has has been listening to this show. Obviously, mm. this you know has has a bit more of a range uh, than than just people and mm. pigs. Uh, nice of them to reach out. You know, with yes, one of his many quite, tentacles. Yeah, I was going to say it's probably quite easy for them to reach out. I, yeah. I thought they reach out a lot a lot of the a lot of the time. Mm. Um, so, so it's, it's lovely, you know. So, I, I just wanted you to be aware that this is where that question is coming from. If you, right. if, you if you weren't aware, if you didn't know that podcast, um, but obviously the big question here is, um, oh, and I should say thank you for the farting squid from the studio. It's lovely. I'll, I'll put that with the other animals. Um, the question here is, were you to make a supermarket, um, what would you sell? And, and and firstly, would you were you to make a supermarket? Would you do Would you do that? Is that something you'd you'd consider? Uh, it's not something I've I've considered before. Um, there are already quite a few supermarkets. Um, mm. and, uh, but one thing I, I, I can't stop envisioning at the moment, just maybe because it's so hot, is that I definitely think that the first whole area of the supermarket should just be paddling pools. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I think that would be really nice on a day like today to just get into the supermarket and just you could test them all by rolling on that's them a, yeah that's a that's a lovely idea would you then have to walk around the rest of the supermarket with like soggy wet pants on uh if you chose to you would be welcome to uh but there would be a little uh a little robot with really fluffy towels there to like dry you off and obviously they would sell um, the exact outfit you were already wearing. They would just give it to you for free because um, they'd already have a version of it in the supermarket, which sells everything. So you could brilliant. test it. Yeah. They'd dry you up, give you the other clothes, dry the clothes that you've just taken off so you can have them on ready on the way back. Um, it's very efficient. Um I mean, this is this is an incredible idea, and and is it you know would it work both ways? If you had supermarkets with kind of paddling pools and, and perhaps even a swimming pool at the front, would it work then for swimming pools to have a little grocery section as you left? Oh, definitely, because I love that. If I've ever been swimming, I always need to have a little 
snack after. I, I know they say you're not really meant to eat. Wait, is it? Do you do you not eat? You don't swim after eating, but you can eat after swimming, can't you? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't really. I don't really know. I think it's because it might make you sick. But then, like, the the problem I have is that there's so many, like like custard, for example. You add powder to water. What happens if you were to pour that in the swimming pool and you mm. ate it while you swam through it? Would that then be bad for you or mm. not matter because you're already swimming while you're eating? Uh, I imagine it could be quite bad for you. Um, also, because I don't know. Have you ever seen people walking on swimming pools of custard? No. I, apparently, that that's do? apparently that's a thing you can do. At my supermarket, it's a thing you can do. Right. Yeah. I see. I see. Yeah, they haven't they haven't brought that into to our local store actually, and I'm right. I'm quite sad because I'd like I'd like to walk on custard. I feel like it would be quite pleasant. It would be quite what? Sorry. Ple- pleasant. Just pleasant. Pleasant for yeah. your feet to have a yeah. have a little custard squelch. Yeah, Obviously I would definitely. On, you couldn't wear fifteen shoes. You would go straight no, through it. But you would take all the shoes off and then just really feel it. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I would, I would love to have a little, a little supermarket when you swim out of a swimming pool. It's ideal. That's that. I mean, that's an incredible thought because I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest here. I get slightly upset with the fact that a supermarket is in no way. I mean, is it? Maybe it is super. Maybe a normal market is just like an everyday market with its kind of glasses on and going about its job, and then to become a supermarket. It suddenly sells what fro- frozen things. I don't. I don't know. I don't know mm. where the super bit is. What I want is I would like a supermarket to be that it's got laser eyes. Yeah, and can fly and stuff. So it really put the super back into supermarket. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Or only sell soup. One or the other. You know. Oh, yeah. No, I get what you mean. I think I do like the idea of a supermarket that sells capes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because where does super? If superheroes can't go to supermarkets. Where do superheroes go to buy super stuff? Exactly. I I think it's I think it's this third. I think it's a supermarket for superheroes. Wow. So you yeah. you have capes, you have gadgets, you have pants that you can wear under your super suit, and pants that you wear on top of the super suit to make course, it a super un- suit. Underwear and over un- over underwear. And yeah. Under under underwear, under, yeah. underwear and over underwear. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. That I think I think would make sense. Uh, sunglasses for for lasers. Um, obviously, you would need to have a whole section for um, you know your uh, what what do you call it the, the sort of the your 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 pets that kind of run alongside you when you're a superhero. Um, uh, you're like companions. You're yeah, like um, side, sidekicks. Sidekicks. Yeah, you would. Yes, so you'd have yeah. a supermarket, but inside that there would need to be a sidekick market as well. Wow, that's amazing. And what about like a, a, do super villains go to the supermarket, or would that cause fights? And or is there like a kind of pact that while we're doing our shopping, we don't bother uh, each other? They do it in shifts. So like the villains ah, go in right, the morning, and then. <laughs> Superheroes villains go at night. would go in the morning as well, wouldn't they? They'd go yeah. first thing, yeah. waiting for the door to open. It'd be yeah. really annoying because yeah. they're they're not busy during the day. They do all their they do all their bad stuff at night. Um, whereas uh, superheroes, quite often they have day jobs, so they do sometimes need to go. Like, um, you know, Clark Kent, he's Peter Parker. They're all 
journalists and stuff. So they've got they've mm. got to be at the office during the day. So they do their shopping at night. Yeah, and I mean, who knows? You may potentially have supermarket staff who are doing their day jobs before then go to be superheroes. Yeah, at night, and then they get discount on some of their goods. Yeah, that that would be very clever. That would be very clever. Mm. I bet there's. I mean, if I were an evil mastermind villain, which sometimes I think I might be, mm. um, I would get a job on the night shift so I could watch what all the superheroes are buying, and then concoct a plan out of that or just make sure yeah and like say say like you know superman really liked a certain type of yogurt right and i'd always make sure there this yogurt was there and then one day i would just make sure i buy all the yogurt before he gets there so he'd be really really mad that all the yogurt was gone i bet that would would be a big a big mastermind plan that is an absolutely incredible plan and also i I really hope Superman has a very specific type of yogurt that he likes, and that is, yeah. <laughs> you know, that that's that's the, what we don't see is the is the moment where Superman goes, "They've not got my yogurt, right? I'm going to be bad now. This yeah. has ruined my day." Yeah. yeah, that's the biggest plot point. It's like all of these supervillains, maybe they just didn't have enough crunch corners left, and that's what <laughs> took them over the edge. I can see it. I feel I'd sympathise with that entirely. Yeah, entirely. That would be yeah. wow. I mean, I just what I'm trying to think what Superman's favorite yogurt would be. Perhaps a sort of mm. I assume he'd just go for a kind of natural Greek yogurt somehow. I, I can't see him yeah. going for a fancy flavor. Yeah, I bet he has to write on it when he sticks it in the fridge at work. Don't eat this is Clark's or something. Yeah. Clark's yogurt. Yeah, but I bet it says don't eat this is Superman. So he's crossed out Superman and put yeah. Clark's. Yeah, because yeah. He forgets. Yeah, he yeah, forgets. exactly. But he'd absolutely. But, yeah. But he's like, no one, no one will read too much into that. I can leave it like that. I just put one yeah, line through it. Lois Lane every yeah. now and then looks at it and thinks, that's a bit odd, but okay, it's his yogurt. <laughs> Maybe yeah, he was hungry yeah. when he wrote that. <laughs> he just got <laughs> they, a bit they, angry. Superman snuck in and wrote on people's yogurts because that's the sort of thing he'd probably, probably do. Mm. Um, so... Yeah, wow. I mean, that's amazing. I also like that. Obviously, you said you know if you're a supervillain, but and and you're not. But I know you were for about two weeks, which is something I don't want to spoil yeah. it. You'll include it in the book. I'll include it in the book. That was an yeah. exciting time. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. You know, it was quite dark times, quite controversial time. And you know, thank you for um, asking me about because a lot of people like refuse, like want to ignore that. But um, yeah, I mean, I had, I had a really great time uh, stealing all those bears. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know? yeah, I remember reading it, and I was very, you know, all a bit scared because Superman, but I was also very impressed. You did it. I think you did it very well. You had a very oh, cool you. costume, um, and I, I knew that Batman would be able to handle it. I knew he'd be able to handle me putting a bunch of bears in his house. You know, yeah, it was of just, course. it was a bit of a prank. Um, I thought he'll be able to, he'll be able to wrangle all these bears. The bears, the bears know me. They were doing it as a bit of a, a bit of a, you know, joke. Um, yep, I gave them. Yep. I gave them a whole load of honey to pay them off. Um, well, yeah. am I right? The Batman put on a rave for them. I think, if I, if I remember, he, he put the smoke on. He put on the rave. Yeah, and it led to what we now know as Air Bear and Bear, which you know has obviously yes. gone on to become very good. So I know. So really, was I the villain there? I gave him yet mm. another stream of revenue because uh, yeah, like, he was yeah. already a millionaire, and now he's got Air Bear and Bear. Um, yeah. Is, even when you're a supervillain, you're so giving. I'm so you can't giving stop with giving my opportunities. Ideas. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is lovely. It is lovely. 
Well, I mean, yeah, I, I, I didn't want to. I'm, I'm pleased you went into that. I didn't want to spoil the book, obviously, too much because people do need to go out and, and grab that when when it arrives. But um, but just to check then, because I mean, we've already had so many wonderful ideas. But if you had a supermarket, you would mainly want to sell paddling pools, or is it just that you wish supermarkets had paddling pools in? And in which case, what what would you what would you sell? Uh, I I also like the idea, right? If I if I had a supermarket. Because you get everything in different sizes, right? Like small, medium, and large. But usually they're quite sort of normal sizes. So say you've got a jar of mayonnaise, right? I would love... So you'd have your regular small, medium, large. But I would want like full adult size, like a seven-foot tall jar of mayonnaise. And and all, and all products would come in that like seven-foot tall size. Ketchup margarine, cabbages, really huge. They'd all be at one side of the supermarket. And then on the other side of the supermarket, you'd have the same thing, but really, really tiny miniature size ones. So you could choose whether or not you wanted to shop in the big, big section and feel like a borrower or a mouse or to shop in the tiny, tiny section and feel like a giant. What an absolutely brilliant idea. I love that. Yeah, that's an absolutely fantastic idea. And so you could just have it in height order. Yeah. And uh, decide what size. Because also, like, you might be someone that, say, loves mayonnaise. Or you Mm. might be someone that just likes a tiny little bit of mayonnaise. And then it's got everything for everyone. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes you need to, if you're going to do a big shop, make it a big, big shop. Um, Yeah. Just little bag of gravel, massive sack of gravel. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If you've got Delia coming around, you probably need the bigger, the bigger sack of gravel. I think that's a wonderful idea and also caters for people. I'm I'm not a very tall person. I, it would be nice if I could find an aisle where I could reach everything and potentially carry it. Um, Mm. Mm -hmm. But, you know, were like a giant or a bear or whatever to go in, they've got something for that. That's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just a whole a whole new way of of organizing things. It gets very boring. Everything being in aisles, you know. Yeah, well, uh, I like you because because you got um. There's a certain supermarket. Uh, you know, there's there's, there's Tesco Extra, but you mm. can have Tesco Extra Small, mm. Tesco Small, Tesco Medium, Tesco Large, Tesco Extra Large, Tesco Extra Large, Extra. You know, XL, yeah. XL, yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't, be, wouldn't be that hard. Yeah, I'm actually surprised. It, you know, you putting it like that makes me think that maybe at one point it did exist and they were like, oh, no, we'll just get rid of that. And they just kept Tesco Extra, which is a shame. I wonder if somebody fell in the giant mayonnaise or something and then they went, oh, well, this has to, yeah, maybe it's a bit risky. Yeah. Well, this is the problem when you let supervillains run supermarkets. They start pushing people in the mayonnaise. Well, that's it. And it's not as easy to run on as, say, custard. I don't think mayonnaise. It's not got the same yeah. sort of like skin thing. So you'd sort of be a bit stuck for a while until yeah. you have to sort of be scooped out with some chips or something. Someone would yeah. have to really get you. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, we maybe have to consider letting superheroes and supervillains shop at the same time to kind of balance out, balance each other out. I don't know if they'd already, be up for that. Know, this one question from, from Tin and Tentacles, and you've revolutionised how, how supermarket <laughs> should be. And it's, it's. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, you. I mean, this is a. Yep. I was just going to say, you know, Sainsbury's, Tesco, Aldi, Lidl, they, they better watch out. They better watch out. Yep. Um, and I hope actually they don't, you know, everyone make sure they don't hear this podcast because we don't want them hearing all our great ideas. Uh, yeah. 
definitely, so, definitely don't. Yeah. Yeah. Should we could we put a, can you do like an audio co- I don't know how you do an audio copyright. Do you just have to sort of copyright? Do you have to shout copyright. Or something or? Copyright. Yeah. Copyright. Just in the background, just like coming right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> having the right. Having the right. <laughs> yeah. This is all this is all owned by Charlie Very Martin and uh I I don't know if I can claim ownership. I have seen most of the ideas are, are indeed yours. Um I might I might I'll copyright the Airbnb. Uh, with, mm. with bees and, mm. and then beyond that i think i think i, I should yeah. let you have them um to, to add to your incredible um incredible sort of um amount of brilliant things that you already do um listen charlie very martin is is such a joy to have look, uh, what, what an exciting and educating episode and i hope mm. i hope this is fine inspiring you know i'll let you know if anyone writes in to say that they've set up a sort of um a, a house swapping system for a specific type of animal or perhaps mm. they've set up a supermarket you know in a slightly different manner, and I'll, I'll let Love you know, um, not least so you can sue them uh, for, for copyright breach. Oh yeah, I mean maybe maybe if they come, if I do some sort of dragon's den type situation, yes, they could come. They could come see. Maybe I'll invest. Who knows? You know. Wow. I'm very wow, busy these go. days, so maybe I need maybe I need the next generation to help me run all my companies for me. What, what a note to end on. Well, th- thank you so much. Thank you for coming, for somehow finding time in your life to come on this show. And hopefully we'll get you back soon. Oh, thank you very much. Because we have so many funny things to do this summer. Make Flamingo ice cream. Big thank you to Charlie Vero Martin for so expertly answering Tin and Tentacles' question. And Tin and Tentacles, look, I hope I hope you're happy with that answer. I mean, if not, you can stick to listening to the Comedy Club for Squids for all I care. Though, of course, I am delighted you do listen to this show too. Despite how few questions are about ink or suckers or pretending you're a rock. Uh, none of those things we're going to cover on this show. So, um you know, I hope you're not expecting those. If you have a question that needs answering or you want to send in a joke or your impression of a happy frog so you can win a game of uproar or you need some Japanese translating really badly, then do please get your cloddish parpogas, I'm sorry, grown-ups, to help you email us at podcast at comedyclubforkids.co.uk with all of those things. Do also check out our t-shirts and book at comedyclubforkids.store and come and see us live at so many shows this summer, all of which you can find listed at comedyclubforkids.co.uk. Who knows? Maybe Linda will turn up to one. I mean, I doubt it, but, you know, you never know. Oh, and in a couple of weeks, I'll also have some very exciting news about shows too. So do listen out for that too. Now, I know you're wondering, but Tiernan, what do you and Linda do for your Sammy Hilly do's? Um, I know you've said that you're going to festivals, but we want to know what you, what you do for the the, the Hooli do's time. Well, um, Linda, I've got no, I've no idea what she does. Uh, I think she's now been on her summer holidays for about four years, I'm guessing. Linda? Linda, where do you... No. But me... I'm going to go and have a proper rest by putting some sun cream on. Or is it? Is it double cream? Wait, which one protects you from the sun? and Which one gets you attacked by cats? Oh, well, I'll, I'll just wait and see. I'll pop that on and then I'm going to sit in the part of Comedy Club for Kids HQ that has a window in it and fewer farting animals. So, you know, I can have a real break until next week's show. Here we go. Sun cream, sun cream. Ah, bliss. Oh, no. Bye. You have been listening to... Comedy Club for Kids presents Radio Nonsense Radio Nonsense Radio Nonsense Radio Nonsense Radio Nonsense It's the end